Hello and welcome to another edition of the PCOS Diva podcast. Today we're going to talk to an author of a little book that I discovered recently. Um, it's kind of we're going to take a break from talking to the, the PCOS health experts and talk about something that I think is really important in um, the PCOS healing journey, and that's really kind of your attitude towards life. And in my Jumpstart program, uh, if you've experienced it or if you haven't, um, one of my pillars is a diva is powerfully positive. And if you follow me on Facebook, then you know that I post a, a positive daily quote. And that quote isn't um, it, it's almost as much and more for me to kind of keep me inspired and on this kind of op, um, in a spirit of optimism. And the other thing that I do is I read a lot. I read a lot of personal growth and development books and just um, books that inspire me um, to be the best woman that I can be. And I, that's kind of how I came across Jamie Cat Callan's book, Bonjour Happiness. And um, when I look through my, I'm kind of fingering through my book right now, and it's honestly, I have highlighted <laughs> kind of from um, front cover to back because so much of what Jamie shared in her book really resonated with me, and it really spoke to what it means to be a powerfully positive diva. So I reached out to her, and um, I am thrilled that she accepted to come and speak to us today on the the PCOS Diva podcast. So, Jamie, welcome. Amy, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here with you today. So, I just want to um, give the listeners today a little bit of um, background about Jamie. Jamie Cat Callen is the author of Ooh La La, French Women's Secrets to Feeling Beautiful Every Day and the book that I read, Bonjour Happiness, and also the French, um, French Women Don't Sleep Alone. She's an enthusiastic champion of women and cares deeply about their well-being, happiness, and joie de vivre. So, Jamie, again, welcome. I want to Thank you. Start, yeah, I, I want to start by reading everyone a little excerpt from your book that I thought, oh my gosh, this is really what it means to be a diva. So in your book, you're um, really talking about how French women do things differently than American women. And this um, excerpt just really spoke to me, so I'm going to, to read it out loud, and then we can kind of chat about it. So in, in context, you were talking to um, a French woman about... Um, what it means to kind of be, uh, you know, have this joie de vivre and um, really embrace your, your beauty and elegance. So she says that it means being attractive for yourself. We do our best to reach this aim in our life daily. I must confess, it's not only about appearance. It's also about self-esteem, self-confidence, respect, and love for ourselves. It's about knowing what we want and self-respect. Yes, self-respect. So talk to us a little bit more about um, your inspiration for this book and maybe a little bit about what, 
how French women approach life in a more joyful way. Yeah. Oh, I love that quote, by the way. That was, um, I believe that was Sylvie who said this to me. It may have been Micheline, but I interviewed hundreds of French women for all three of the books, Ooh La La, Bonjour, Happiness, and French Women Don't Sleep Alone. because, And they're all three different topics. So one, French Women Don't Sleep Alone, is about how French women approach love and romance and marriage and Bonjour, Happiness is about finding your joie de vivre. And Ooh La La is about the French women's secret to beauty, but it's both um, internal beauty and external beauty. And so to address your question, I think that self-love and really taking time for yourself is the cornerstone of French beauty and French happiness and living a positive life. Um, I would say all three of the books are truly inspired, first of all, by my French grandmother. And uh, I, I grew up under her tutelage and what was interesting to me about her was that she wasn't necessarily, you know, warm and fuzzy and give you everything and total self-sacrificing kind of grandmother. She took really good care of herself. And every Sunday, um, my grandmother and grandfather would visit us. I grew up in Stamford, Connecticut. And what was spectacular about her was how elegant she dressed. And she always wore a skirt and heels and stockings and a hat and always, always, always a scarf. And I think that's a big secret to French beauty um, and the idea of less is more because they, you know, extend their clothes, their wardrobe through these wonderful accessories, particularly the scarf. But the part about the taking care of yourself, she taught me about that early on because she would come on Sundays and she would shampoo my hair and this, you know, I'm going to age myself, but she made ringlets for me, kind of like these Shirley Temple ringlets. And so where as, um, you know, another uh, type of grandmother might, you know, just overwhelm me with gifts, my French grandmother was more involved in teaching me to take care of myself, to take care of my skin. Um, you know, even as, as children, French children are given um, little um, beauty soaps that are in the shape of animals. So it's the idea of taking time for oneself. And that, to me, as a lesson, is the greatest gift of all. Mm, that's, that's really beautiful. I, I think taking care of yourself... And for women with PCOS, I mean, we, you know, sometimes it's um, it's hard. I think we're waiting for that idealistic body that's going to kind of manifest itself sometime in in the future. You know, women with PCOS, we're dealing with um, acne and facial hair, and you know, we're often losing hair on our head, and um, you know, our bodies. Uh, you know, aren't exactly how we would love them to be, you know, carrying that sort of insulin-resistant weight around the middle. And I think that often we put our lives on hold, and certainly um, maybe our our wardrobes and closets on hold, until we Mm -hmm. achieve some, you know, ideal of perfection, uh, possibly in, in, in 
some future time. And I think what I love, uh, the, the message, one of the key messages that I got from your book, is that what we need to do is to really take care of us right now in this moment. And I'm going to share another little excerpt from your book um, that really hits this home. So you say, take care of your body for what it is right now and not at some future date when you reach the dream of perfection. Your body deserves your love and all its permutations. Take the first step towards accepting your body by dressing it up and taking it out for a walk. I just love that idea. <laughs> I, I, you know, those are my own words and yet they also delight me right now. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, this idea of waiting to be perfect before we treat ourselves to something wonderful or really begin to love ourselves, I think that this is, um, yes, it's definitely in the PCOS community, but I think it's just all women feel this way. All women feel we're just not good enough. We we don't deserve, um, you know, beautiful things. We're spending a lot of money on ourselves because we are not, you know, we don't look like a supermodel. And I think that I really feel that this is almost, this is political. I mean, I think we could change the world if all of us, no matter how imperfect we are, no matter what struggles we have, if we take good care of ourselves and we show the world through walking out into the world through dressing up nicely through taking good care of ourselves that we're you know we are here we are important we are beautiful just as we are right this moment and i you know i would say my daughter has pcos and she's taught me you, you um we we have a figure that's very similar and I see how she takes such good care and she buys pretty dresses and she really knows what suits her body and I think when when one woman say who has an imperfect body walks out there in the world wearing something kind of fetching another woman with the imperfect body realizes that she too can do this and that there's such a great beauty in our imperfections. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, I think that um, one of my clients kind of came to this realization of perfection is the enemy of good. And um, and mm. I like what you say about, you know, it's, it's good enough and that we are enough. And um, I have a little uh, bulletin board here in my office and my mantra is I am enough. I mean, I don't think I could do what I do every day and um, you know, share my message if I was waiting for that magical moment of perfection. And, um, you know, it, it, we are enough, and we need to shine our light um, right here, right now. And, and, I, and I, just, I completely agree. <laughs> and so... Maybe we could move on to talking a little bit about food and how women, French women, approach food. And um, I, I love what you say here, and it's actually right above the, the, the little excerpt that I read about taking care of your body. You also say, decide here and now that you are good enough to eat. There is no such thing as bad food, and you are not bad for eating food. 
Do you consider portions and how you might eat less and enjoy your food more? Um, but I love that, that you are good enough to eat. I think uh, so many, it, one of the things that I talk about in my program is that we need to move away from diet deprivation and denial and the three Ds and really yeah. find more pleasure in food. So talk, talk to us yes. about that. Well, I I um I completely agree with this idea that diet and deprivation and denial actually is the very thing that gets us into trouble and it puts us as sort of in combat with food. And food, you know what food is love. I mean, food comes from the earth and we grow it and if um if we start to think of it as something that's bad and that every time we eat something, you know, we're bad, I mean, this is a very slippery slope. So French women, um, actually I was looking at your website um, today, this morning, and I just love you have some recipes that are based on seasons. And this is so French. So in the summertime, it's all about the berries that are coming out and the tomatoes. And then in the winter, it's more about those um, root vegetables or, you know, it's it's – the French women live by the seasons. They eat food that is local, that is fresh, and that is is seasonal. And 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 it's we before we started the interview, we talked a little bit about how my husband and I have bought a farm, and we're now you know we have a huge garden. And oh my gosh, the tomatoes are so delicious. And um, I think that. The French way is to find the absolute freshest, most delicious food and take the time to truly enjoy it, to pay attention to portions and to also um, pay attention to the meal. So rather than eating in front of the television or just, you know, eating some processed thing, the French really make food a communal celebration. Um, one of the things I talk about in French women don't sleep alone, the French don't date, but rather the way they meet, the way they find love is at dinner parties. They they have dinner parties several times a week, from formal dinner parties to very casual potluck. But their social life is centered around food. So food is about friendship and family, community, love. It's Food is not the enemy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and I think what you said about sitting down and enjoying a meal—it's um, so important. I, I'm I'm really floored by how many women I work with that do not sit at the dining room table, you know, and and have dinner kind of as a family. Um, and I know in my family I have uh, three children and various ages, but I would say at least four to five nights of the week. We are sitting down as a family at the table eating dinner, and that is the glue that holds us together is that that evening meal and um it's more than just about the food it's it's about like you said it's the love and when yes. I'm preparing that that meal, you know m- you know I'm infusing it with love uh because it is an act of service mm-hmm. an act of love um and i and I just think that that we need to get back to the table. And even I agree. If you're single, right? Even if you're single, prepare a beautiful 
um, you know, get a pretty placemat and a napkin and put your water in a wine glass and set a candle and have some fresh flowers. I promise you that experience of of eating is going to be so much um, more joyful and mindful. Yes, and then you don't eat so much because you're aware of what you're eating and you're really noticing the colors of the food and the and the texture and the taste. I um I don't know if you've ever had this experience but I you know every now and then I I have to confess I'm not very French, I'm not a diva. I will eat in front of the TV and I eat I think I eat twice as much because I'm kind of in this you know unconscious state. So I think Yes, I love getting back to the table is really the answer to um, appreciating food, respecting our bodies, and really taking good care of ourselves and our family. Mm. Yeah, I think that oftentimes we're we're eating to fill sort of a void, um, Mm -hmm. and we need to find that um, pleasure in non-food ways. And I think, um, you know, and I, I have, gosh, one on my bucket list is to go to France, but I've never been to France. But, you know, reading your book, it sounds like French women really have, you know, as you, you call it, the joie de vivre, that they find pleasure in kind of the ordinary moments of life. And maybe you could, you know, one of the things my mission um, with PCOS Diva is to help women move beyond the kind of sufferings of PCOS so that they can go and live the life they were meant to live and kind of find their own joy um, in life. So maybe you could kind of explain what is the French joie de vivre and, and how can we how can we get a little bit of it? Well, the the basic principles are to slow down. I think here we have this idea of faster is better, bigger is better. And in France, it's much more, less is more, and and taking one's time. And that that is, I think, really the secret is about slowing down. And the French have this expression, the secret garden, which I absolutely love because it's it's literally it could literally be a secret garden it could be going into um a park or a garden and sitting on a bench and having a little picnic and watching the world go by it could also mean um taking a nap in the middle of the day closing the shades and relaxing and reading a favorite book but or it it could be walking it could be going to a cafe but not even telling anybody that you're going to go to this cafe it's about taking time for yourself to replenish yourself because i i agree with this idea that sometimes we'll um eat food certain foods to fill a void or we'll do something that's um, not in our best interest maybe even you know max out our credit card because there's this void. And I think the French women don't experience this as much because they take time for their secret garden. And again, it's about replenishing. It could be taking a bubble bath. It could be just sitting in a favorite cafe. It could be walking um, 
to their downtown and noticing the shops or going into shops. But it's really, it's it's an individual thing. I can't um, say this is your prescription to joie de vivre, but it's about a woman looking at where is her wellspring of joy and sometimes it's it could be something that she did as a young girl maybe she loved to draw as a young girl and bringing that back because it's not trivial it's it's important to her place in the world and her sense of self-esteem mm-hmm. yeah and and i think american women um, and I hear this from my clients that when when I ask them to take time out to say I say to say yes to you to say no to others and other things in order to say yes to you, it brings up this this horrible sense of guilt that you know I really shouldn't be taking a bubble bath because I should be doing X instead. And even when they are in the bubble bath, they're thinking about all the other things that they should be doing instead. Um, so how do, right, how do you think right. French women get beyond that? Well, part of it is it's they it's the way they're brought up. So they have this real sense that um, it, it's important to find out who they are and to take care of their essential selves. And early on, they're taught about what is their style. I talk to French women about this, and they say usually it's actually the grandmother who um, takes her granddaughter aside and will help her find a signature perfume. And I love that because um, it's not just about, oh, this smells nice, but it's about who are you in this world? Who are you? Who are you meant to be? What are you meant to do? So it's about finding one's true identity. And from there, uh, a style of clothing, style of hair is chosen. And I think sometimes we as Americans, you know, we have this puritanical heritage and we think, oh, well, this is all trivial. Hair and makeup? Like, who cares? But in France, this one gentleman said this to me, which has really stayed with me, and that is that the women who buy perfume or or cosmetics or go to a spa, they are actually supporting the French economy. So to buy a nice perfume is actually patriotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's so, also um, important to 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 mention too that it, it, you don't have to spend money a lot of money in order to take care of yourself, right? Oh, absolutely not, absolutely not. You had talked about when um, using coconut oil in the summer and then sesame oil in the winter. This this doesn't cost a lot, but you have the soothing effect of these oils. You have the beautiful aroma, and you also have the experience, the sense of touch um, on your skin. And I think a woman, these small gestures can reap great benefits. And, and when a woman feels great, you know what? The rest of the world feels great. My, uh, you know, when, uh, I don't know if you've heard this expression, happy, happy wife, happy life. 
Oh, that's so true. And um and I've shared this on my my blog, but I you know, I was in my early 30s, I was really suffering with PCOS symptoms and I had at the time a 3-year-old and uh, a 1-year-old and um I you know, my whole life went into taking care of those you know, most my boys and my husband, and I really lost myself. And that's when my PCOS symptoms were at, at their worst. And I kind of mm. came to realize that I had to start taking care of me. And my husband was the one that actually kind of said to me, gosh, you're really becoming a diva. And I thought, you know what, you're absolutely right. That is what it's taking for me to kind of reclaim my life and to feel better. And I realized that I... I'm probably not the only woman that, um, you know, has sort of neglected herself and has suffered the consequences of it. So I think you're right. And and honestly, it was just these small little changes taken consistently over time that creates this new lifestyle. So maybe you could, um, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up our call, I love to leave listeners with some um, real to-dos, you know, something that they can take away from the call and and do. So, you know, if someone's wanting to um, kind of get in touch with with their their feminine side, their um, and their joie de vivre, what are some little changes that they can take? Um, you know, next week, what can they start doing today, tomorrow, to change their life? Well, the first thing I would do is to find your unique secret garden. So look at your life and think about where are you happiest? What are you doing when you feel the happiest? So for some, it'll be somewhere in nature. For others, it could be a library. But go to that place and recreate what your joie de vivre is and um, and make a promise to bring that into your life on a consistent basis. And then the next thing I would do is to develop your your mystery. And we haven't talked much about this, but I think when we feel overwhelmed because we're giving too much and we just want to fill that void, that actually comes from that we do give away too much and maybe we tell too much or we're we're just we're just giving away our spirit and our physical selves too much so i would look at your life and find out where are there moments where i can um take care of myself and and not maybe not talk quite as much or or um not give quite as much but give to oneself and then finally Look at what um, what we're eating and make it pretty. And I love what you said about the table. Set the table. Even if you're alone, put a candle, put the wine or the water in a wine glass and really honor yourself, the experience, and the food in front of you. Yeah, oh, and finally, one last thing I want to say. This is your movie, and you are the star. So... Have a good time. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I want to really encourage listeners to pick up 
a copy of Bonjour Happiness. It, there's so many wonderful little nuggets of wisdom. It's very inspiring to me. Um, why don't you tell us, Jamie, how listeners can reach out to you and what else you have um, to offer? Oh, yes. Well, there's my website, www.jamiecatcallen.com, and there's a blog there, and I've got recipes from my farm. Um, also, I'm excited to uh, announce the Ulala Paris tour. Um, this will be our third tour to Paris in April 2016. And I take, along with a French um, art historian, only 10 American women who are ready for a truly transformational Paris tour where we go to the museums, of course, but also women will meet with French re-imaging experts, beauty experts, um, stylists, and uh, oh, all sorts of goodies. And it's, uh, it's just an amazing, life-transforming trip. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Well, I just want to thank you again for taking time of your day to share uh, your little French um, tidbits of wisdom with us. And thank you for everyone um, listening. And until next time, this is Amy Medling. Thank you. Thank you.